Maryland basketball gets its first win of the season. You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and Inside Maryland Sports. Dot com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. The Terps take care of business at home, and we learn some very important good things and a little bit of concerns from the Maryland Terrapins' first win of the season against Mount St. Mary's. I'm so happy basketball season is back. I think that we needed it after this struggle that we've had in football season, and I love our basketball team this year. This is one of my favorite basketball teams that the Terps have had in a while. I know there's a lot of good ones that people think about, the Mellow Trimble days, the Anthony Cowan days, the Jake Lehman days, the Kevin Herter days. Well, now it seems like we got a new era with new veteran leaders and New freshman youngsters, diaper dandies in the name of what Dick Vitale calls them, diaper dandies. It seems like we got some of those for the Terps. So we got a really excited team, and I think we learned a lot from this first game of the season in the win against Mount St. Mary's, 53-68. to It was a fairly easy game. Not a bad game at all for the first start of the season. But we actually didn't cover the spread. The spread was 20 and a half points, and we did not cover that spread. We won by 15. But I think for the first start, first game of the season, Kevin Willard still figuring things out, and the rest of the coaching staff still figuring things out, and the guys that are playing still figuring things out, like lineups, like what the rotation is going to look like, how do some people play with some people, how are we going to run some plays for different players. I think they're still trying to figure that all out in general, who's going to play well in the actual games, because playing well in practice is different from playing well in the games. So I'm not going to be mad at a 15-point win against Mount St. Mary, especially after what we saw Michigan State do. Remember, Michigan State, number four-ranked Michigan State, um, our Big Ten, I'm not going to call them our rival. I mean, obviously you would say their rival is Michigan, but a team that we don't really like up there um, in Michigan State, they lost their first game to James Madison. So I will take the 15-point win because we've seen some upsets already like you usually do in college basketball. But I thought we learned some really important things, and I want to dive into that a little bit. First important thing was the starting thought. If you didn't get a chance to watch the game, pretty much the starting five was basically what you expected except for one thing, which some fans weren't sure about what direction Kevin Willard were going. We knew Jameer Young was obviously going to start at the point. He's our best player probably, him and Julian Reese. And so you knew Jameer Young was going to be the one. 
And then you expected Deshaun Harris-Smith to get the start at the two-guard spot, and that's exactly what happened. So it's Jameer Young at the one, Deshaun Harris-Smith at the two. But then at the three is where it got kind of tricky. At the four, of course, we knew it was going to be Dante Scott and Julian Reese at the five. But at the three, we were unsure if it was going to be four-star freshman Jamie Kaiser or if it was going to be Indiana transfer Jordan Geronimo. But Jordan Geronimo did get the lean early on, but – but, but I'm not convinced that it'll stay like that because overall, Geronimo kind of feels more like a four to me. And I guess Dante Scott can kind of bump up into that three spot because they're both kind of similar players in the fact that they're both kind of four and three hybrids. But I prefer them at the four position and especially Jordan Geronimo. Um, I think he just fits us better at the four spot. So, Honestly, we started this game with Geronimo, but I kind of expect Geronimo to be replaced by Kaiser within the next couple of games because of a couple of reasons that I'm going to get into. Maryland could struggle from three this year. That was one takeaway that I had from this game. That was one of the few negatives that I had. We shot three from 16 in the game and 18.8%. Not good at all and that is why I'm piggybacking on my reason about Jordan Geronimo and Jamie Kaiser. Me expecting Kaiser to actually start eventually. I'm gonna go ahead and say Kaiser's our best shooter right now on the entire team. Kaiser's the best shooter, and that may surprise some of you guys, but really think about it. Who else shoots the ball like really well where their main trait is just knocking down shots? We have we didn't really have much of that guy last year, I mean, you could say carried a little bit of it. Um, Akeem Hart approved his shot over the years, but we never had a guy that was just like knocked down corner three. He was hitting it. And that's what Jamie Kaiser brings. So I think he brings that balance and that shot making ability that we absolutely need in the lineup. And he's a really good player. He also had a nice pull up jump shot. And we'll talk about Jamie more later, but that's a big reason why my biggest takeaway of the game is or one of the biggest takeaways from the game is the starting lineup, how I think it's going to change. I think Kaiser will get the start over Jordan Geronimo, and then Geronimo, with his athleticism, will come off the bench. But I think Kaiser just offers more scoring ability because we can't shoot three from 16 from the three-point arc at 18.8% and think that we're going to be able to win games. So I think Kaiser really is going to space the floor for Jameer Young and Deshaun Harris-Smith, two players that are really good at getting in the lanes and drawing fouls. And when the defense collapses on them, kick out the Kaiser threes, I think that three-point percentage will go up um, just as we get Kaiser more shots. But we also just need the other guys to shoot better Um Deshaun Harris-Smith was 0 for 2. Jameer Young was 0 for 3. So we need those guys to still shoot better from 3. And then Maryland, another thing we learned was the rotation. We played a lot of guys. We played 11 players overall. Kaiser got minutes. Shahari Long got minutes. Maddie got minutes. Callum, Swatton, Rogers got a lot of minutes. So we rotated a lot of guys in there and it wasn't like a blowout where like we were just emptying the bench we really rotated just a lot of guys and this is my main takeaway from that um also Noah Bachelor got minutes Noah Bachelor could have a big impact off the bench but my biggest impact or my biggest takeaway from the amount that we rotated was that 
I think that will definitely be shortened up. I still think Kevin Willard, like I said earlier, is really still trying to figure out these exact lineups. That's why I'll take a 15-point win every day of the week. I still think he's trying to figure out who works best with who, who fits best with what, what nails going to fit into the wood perfectly. But I think he's still trying to figure that out overall. That's why I think he played so many guys. But I also think we're deeper this year. I think we're a lot deeper this year. I love Jahari Long coming off the bench at the guard spot. He provided some really good minutes. He made a three on a kickout from Deshaun Harris-Smith. He got to the basket and had a nice point. And then we also look at guys like Noah Basher. Noah Basher, I've seen him play live a couple times in high school. He can really score the ball. It's just finding that in college basketball. And a guy like Maddie's really athletic and tall and can stretch the floor. And then Callum Swan Rogers, he's a really big dude. So – I think when we look at as many guys that played, I think that's going to benefit us later on the season. I'm still looking at it if right now I'd say Kaiser's probably the sixth man in terms of a guy that can come off the bench and really give us some points. But overall, if Kaiser and Geronimo switch, I think Geronimo gives us like a spark plug and a new athleticism that we don't get as much in the starting lineup. But um I think that we're still going to be looking for a guy that could come off the bench and really score the ball. I think Jahari Long can do a little bit of that. Um, but that's kind of what I'm thinking about our bench. But overall, my takeaway is that we're a lot deeper on this team in terms of um, how much um, Coach Willard liked to rotate those guys um, in this game. But a big part of that is it's also an early season game. So when we play on Friday – um, we'll get to see a little bit more if that's truly what we're going to do against a better team that we play on Friday. So we'll see overall if that's if we are going to rotate as much because the Friday game is against Davidson, which is a solid team, not bad team at all. Um, they always have a really solid basketball program usually. So I don't know very much about their team overall. I mean, we'll talk about them later on in the week, Thursday, Friday. We'll talk about them more. But overall, I think – the rotation might get tightened up a little bit against Davidson, but overall, as we start to go down the line, we play Villanova in two Fridays from now. So not this Friday, but the next Friday we play Villanova. So that's when the rotation should be set, but he's still trying to figure it out overall. Julian Reese and Jameer Young showed that they can be all Big Ten type of players. I'll talk about that after this message from prize picks testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports if you have the skills you could turn ten dollars into 250 with just a few taps prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in north america we're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and starts, you pick more than or less than a two to six player stat projections and then watch the winnings roll in. So you can pick over on Patrick Mahomes um, passing yards, or if you want to pick over on Justin Herbert touchdowns, or over on Saquon Barkley rushing yards and combine that into one pick and put a little bit of money on it and see if you can get some money out of it prize picks is a perfect chance for you to do that if you feel like you have a good feel for the games so go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first time deposit jameer young and julian reese although it was just the first game showed why why these guys 
are picked to be preseason all Big Ten type of players. And I think that they will both be on, I'm not going to say first team all Big Team. I think at least one of them will be on first team all Big Team. And then at least one of them will be on first or second team. Julian Reese had a great game. He showed, like I said, why he's going to be an all-Big Ten type of player this year. He has a chance to do something special this year, really special, something he hasn't really done yet as a Maryland Terrapin. He has a chance, I even think, to be an All-American. Julian Reese has perfect – his game is suited perfect for college basketball, the way he plays, the way his motor is, how much confidence he plays with how much energy he plays with, and that inside game that he has, perfect for college basketball. And he showed that last night. Yes, it was against Mount St. Mary's, but I still think that'll show up for the rest of the game because he had a really good game, but it should have been better. Let me tell you why. He had 18 points and eight rebounds, which you look at and you just say, if you just peek at that, you're like, wow, okay. He led us in scoring, did some really good things. Good game from Julian Reese, right? You would think that, right? But he shot terrible from the free throw line. Two for seven is not going to be good enough from the free throw line. So if you look at it, 18 points, when you shoot two for seven from the free throw line, he could easily made like two or three more, easily gotten up to 20 points. But if he improves that free throw shooting this year, which I think he has a chance to do. I know this was the first game and the first sample of it, and I know he struggled with some of it in the past. But I do think he'll be able to improve that free throw shooting and allow him to really put up points and to really average above what he did last year that was about 11 points per game last year. I think he can get up to 14, 15 points potentially this year. And we're going to run the ball through Julian Reese. That's another reason why I think he has a chance to be first team all Big Ten and was picked to be an all Big Ten type of player. We're going to run it through him. He's going to be kind of the guy that we give to the post. He's going to create a lot of offense for our our team overall because he's going to get double teamed. And last night he had zero assists, but I think he'll his assist numbers will start to get to two, three assists per game, I think he'll start to do that more and really is able to elevate our team in some passing statistics when he gets double teamed down on the post because I do think that'll start coming. I think you'll see that against Davidson because you don't want this guy to just play one-on-one down low. It's too easy for him. He has so many good moves that he showcased last night. He was able to get to the rim on layups, spin moves. He's doing fadeaway jump shots now that you see guys like KD and them do. He's doing all those different type of things. He had a really nice fadeaway last um, last night. So he's showcasing that versatility in his scoring ability, and that's a big reason why he's going to be an All-American, and then or he has a chance to be an All-American. I'm not going to say he is going to be an All-American, but he definitely has a chance to be an All-American. And this is a big year for Julian. He could be in the NBA after this year, and it would suck to see him go. Selfishly, as a Maryland fan, you always want them to kind of come back, to be honest, even though it's really cool to see guys like Kevin Herter and Jalen Smith do some really good things in the NBA and other players, of course. But 
selfishly, you always want them to come back to Maryland for another year. But this is a big year in terms of his draft stock, proving that he can make mid-range shots. If he shows that, then I think he has a chance to definitely get drafted next year if he decides that's what he wants to do. But overall, Julian Reed showed me why he's a chance to be an all Big Ten selection, and there's still ways for him to improve. And then last, the last way he has to improve, so he doesn't have to get taken out of the games. It's foul trouble. He gets in foul trouble way too much. The commentators are talking about it a lot, and I completely agree with them on that, that he just commits too many fouls, and we're going to need him in the big games. When we play like a Michigan State, um, who I talked about just lost to James Madison, or we play like an Indiana or some of the other really good teams in the Big Ten, Purdue, and they have that big guy, Edie down low, who seems like he's nine feet tall, and we're going to have to play defense against him. We're going to need Julian Reach and his versatility defensively because he showed that he can play really well offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the ball when he stays out of foul trouble because he also did have two blocks. So his versatility is also going to allow him to be a Big Ten, all Big Ten type of selection. And then we move on to... Jameer Young, and you might just look at his stat line and think it wasn't the most flashy thing in terms of points, but if you start going down the line of everything else that isn't just points, you're like, wow, this guy did some very good things. He had 12 points, which is very solid in the first game. Expect in other games, definitely expect that point total to rise, especially when we're going to, it's going to be closer games. We're going to need him to make shots, Um, but he did have 12 points, which is solid, very solid. But like I said, when you go down the line, he started to do some really nice things. Four assists. He's our point guard. He's our distributor. He keeps everybody happy, keeps everybody involved. He did a good job of that last night. Five rebounds, really good rebounding guard for his size. Jameer Young's like 6'1", and he's still able to get a lot of rebounds. But then you go to the other side of the ball. He had two blocks. So he's playing bigger than he actually is. Like I said, 6-1 and he's getting rebounds and he's getting two blocks. If you saw one of them, whew, he got up on a block. He made a couple of flashy plays out there the last night where one where Deshaun Harris-Smith throws him a lob. That wasn't the most flashy because he didn't really jam that down. But another one where he got the ball on the fast break, and he right-hand dunks it, and one-hand dunks it with his right hand, which is pretty impressive because he is a lefty. He's not a right-handed player. So dunking it one-hand righty like he did, how ferociously he did that is not easy. So he had a couple of really flashes play. But like I said, two blocks, so he's playing bigger than his size, and two steals. So the 12 points does not tell all the story, even though 12 points is very solid. 12 points, 4 assists, 5 rebounds, 2 blocks, and 2 steals in 33 minutes. This is why I piggyback on my point that I had about Julian Reese. This is why I think they have a really good chance of being all Big Ten and maybe even all-American type of players because they're doing it on both sides of the ball. Julian Reese is going to block shots. He's going to rebound, and he's going to score. Jameer Young maybe won't have two blocks every game, but he's going to get a couple steals usually, and he's going to score, and he's going to play really good defense. That's one of his strong suits is the energy that he brings to the defense. But he just looks so even-keeled out there. Like He had everything in his grasp, and he was just ready to go. And that You could like see the leadership 
fizzing through him. He's definitely the leader of our group, which he should be as the point guard of our team. But overall, he really showed me some good things that he's going to be an all-big-time player, I think. And even if somehow he's not, he's the life and death of our team. He keeps this thing rolling. He looked really good. I thought he looked really good last night and not trying to force the issue. I love the Maryland ball movement, by the way. That's a side fact. But it starts with Jameer Young moving the ball. They do a really good job of moving the ball right now under Kevin Willard. And then there's still things that, like I said, both guys can clean up. Free throw shooting for Julian Reese. And then both of them had four turnovers. We got to work on that. We got to not turn over the ball, especially, and like I said, when we play some of these better teams when we play Villanova in two weeks, a ranked Villanova team, we can't turn over the ball twice, but still really good performance from two guys that are going to be all Big Ten type of players, and that's what I expect them to play like every single game. Obviously, they're going to have a, um, excuse me, a game off, but that's basically my expectation for Jameer Young and Julian Reese. We say maybe the best for last. Let's talk about the two freshmen and how they played. I know you guys want to hear about that. And we'll talk about that after this ad from FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So you can bet any money line this weekend on the NFL um, teams. If you want to bet on the Chiefs, if you want to bet on the Chargers to win, if you want to bet on the Bears to win on Thursday night, anybody you want to pick to win a game, you can pick on FanDuel and you can get $150 in bonus bets if that money line hits. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads. Like last night, Maryland didn't cover the spread if some of you guys picked them to cover the 20 and the 20 point spread. But there's also things like player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown and kick off the NFL season FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. The Maryland freshmen prove themselves in their first game and are going to be a problem in the Big Ten. Let's talk about number one freshman in our class, four-star, a top 30 player in their nation. I think it was the 27th best player in the country. Deshaun Harris-Smith showed out especially in the first half. He is going to be a problem in the Big Ten. I knew Deshaun Harris-Smith was going to be good because of his ranking and all the good things you've heard about it, but you still kind of want to see it with your own eyes. I've seen him play live in high school, but you want to see it in college and how it's going to translate. And Obviously, this is just the first game against Mount St. Mary's, but what my eyes saw was someone that's going to be However long he stays in College Park, he's going to be a starter every single year, a guy that's going to bring tough energy, a guy that's going to score the ball, get to the basket, do literally everything you need from a guy to do, put in complete effort. That's what Deshaun Harris-Smith is going to do. He's going to be a problem in the Big Ten. 
a lot of people think he's going to be the Big Ten Freshman of the Year, and I saw exactly why. In his first game, 12 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, and 2 turnovers. So let's talk about the 12 points. Had some really nice takes to the basket. He had one where he gets the ball and he crosses over to his right hand in kind of transition. Guy can't stick with him. Shows explosive ability. Gets to the basket. Right hand layup. And you got to remember, he's left-handed. So obviously those guys can shoot layups both hands pretty easily. They work on that stuff so much. But doing that full speed cross left-handed to right, left-hand layup, it looked nice from Deshaun Harris-Smith. And then he got another play where this is why I talk about his versatility and he's going to do all the tough things right. And when Jameer Young shot the ball and missed it, put back Deshaun Harris-Smith on the board. And then he also, he gets to the free throw line. Really good at getting to the free throw line. He's going to rack. He might lead our team in free throw attempts this year. He's going to drive the ball a lot, strong left-hand drives, and he's going to get to the free throw line a lot. And that's going to be a really good trait for him to have as long as he's knocking them down. He did get to the line quite a bit last night, but then he also showcased the jump shot on one of his shots, where it's a mid-range shot off the backboard. I think he meant to do that. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure he called bank, but I think I think he called bank. It looked like it was meant to be that type of shot. Either way, we're giving it to him. And so he also got fouled on a three-point shot. Really good job at drawing fouls. So overall, what I saw from Deshaun Harris-Smith, is a guy that's going to play the two guard. He's going to start the entire year. He's going to be – he's going to probably be – the more and more I kind of think about it and I kind of settle into it, I kind of feel like he's going to be our our third option in terms of scoring. I know Dante Scott's great, and I know Dante Scott has been there for um, in the Maryland Terrapin team for a long time now. I know he's averaged 11 per game. But the way it kind of looked and the aggressiveness that Deshaun Harris-Smith played with, and I could be wrong. I could be really wrong. Honestly, it could really change with the next guy I'm going to talk about with Kaiser. But I think he could be the third scorer, third option on our team behind Young and Julian Reese because of the things that he does in terms of getting to the basket. And the biggest question mark is his three-point shot. We don't know really how well that's going to translate. It didn't translate last night. He went 0 for 2. But – there's more games for him to be able to show that he's able to do that at a high level. But overall, I think he has a chance to be our third option. But he's aggressive, and he has confidence out there for sure. Um, Deshaun Harris-Smith did. And then let's talk about Jamie Kaiser, who I think is going to start eventually. Don't be surprised if on Friday he starts because I think he kind of has to start. Not because like it's like he shouldn't start. I think... He's our best option to start because of his shooting ability. But Jamie Kaiser got into the game right away, three, gets super hype, makes the little three-point signal around your eye, gets hyped. I love to see Kaiser um, for his first college basket get a three. Fits right on what you would expect Kaiser to do because he's known as a shooter, and he's the best shooter on our team. Like I said, I'll emphasize this point. The way our starting lineup fits together with Jameer Young, who can obviously shoot a bit, but his number one trait, I wouldn't say, is shooting. Jameer Young, Deshaun Harris-Smith, who we don't really know much if how well Deshaun Harris-Smith is going to shoot this year. But with Deshaun Harris-Smith, and those are our two guards, then 
we're going to need someone to really be able to shoot the ball in that lineup. And I think that's why Kaiser really compliments those two guys really well. And when Julian Reese is getting doubled down low, I think Kaiser can be a, a big guy that can knock down shots off of the double teams. But that's a big reason why I wouldn't be – I would be kind of surprised if um, Kaiser doesn't slide in there. He just offers scoring. Because in terms of just like natural scoring talent, he could legitimately be the – number one on our team in terms of just like getting like you look at a guy and it's like oh he has 10 points like in the most easy way i can see that being kaiser and that's why i was saying deshaun Harris smith could be the third leading scorer on our team but then i look at it and i'm like if kaiser starts and plays big minutes don't be surprised if he is one of our leading scorers because of what he does so overall we'll see what kaiser does but more into his game against Mount St. Mary's, like I said, he knocked down a three right away. Um, he also had like a pull-up jump shot that looked really smooth, got the ball, drove it in a little bit, and then um, behind the back, pull-up jump shot. I was like, oh, wow, this is what they're talking about when they say he can hit any shot, he can score. If he's doing those type of things that I saw, it's going to be hard for them to keep him out of the lineup. So overall, I just want to see more. I can't wait for the next game. But the two freshmen are absolutely a problem for the Big Ten. But that's all we have for today. Thank you guys for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. So if you're a football fan, we talk about that too. So make sure you like and subscribe if you want that. Basketball fans, we're back. So we're going to be talking about basketball almost every single day too as the season gets going and we get into down the road and so hopefully march madness is down the road but thank you all for listening to lots on turps